and we are live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. What's up, guys? Nick Scripp here on the P2W Fantasy Podcast. Diving into a solo pod here tonight. Might go for 10 minutes, might go for an hour. Not sure, but the, the topic of the day is pass-catching running backs and the power of pass-catching running backs in PPR League. So what I want to do is kind of dive into where guys have stood in the past that caught X amount of passes for fantasy, looking at PPR leagues, uh, then look at this past year, and then try to look forward at guys that we might want to target more due to the pass catching upside that they will have in fantasy. So uh, should be a good show. Try to get through, uh, through some things here pretty quickly. But uh, if you are tuning in, stick with me here. all right all right as always this podcast is partnered up with the fantasy points media group one-stop shop on fantasypoints.com for all of your fantasy football needs i'm on there every single day looking at uh, different sets of data, the the articles that are on there, uh, some of their research and rankings. It really helps with my own content that I produce. So go check out fantasypoints.com. So again, topic of the day today, the power of the pass-catching running back. So we're going to look in the past, uh, look what happened this past season, and then look at the future a little bit. And this is, this is kind of how I target a lot of my running backs for PPR leagues. I know we can, you know, go and grab those guys, uh, you know, the Jonathan Taylors and the Derrick Henrys of the world that don't get tons of, of uh, the passing game. Um, but we, we can look at some guys that have sometimes a safer floor just because of the, the pass catching upside. So uh, let's take a look at the last couple of years for guys that had 50 or more catches. So I use the 50 catch mark. I started back in 2017, went through 2018, 2019, 2020, and this past season. So uh, you'll see all of the guys starting at 2017. They all had 50 or more catches. There's 13 on this list out of the 13. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of the 13 were highlighted in yellow, and that yellow highlighting means that they were a top 12 running back, which we would say is a running back one for fantasy, being a top 12 running back. So uh, out of those top, um, out of those guys that had the 50 or more catches, 76.92% of them were a top 12 running back. So again, we know for PPR leagues that the pass catching upside means a potential higher ceiling, a uh, good floor as well. And 76.92% of the running backs in 2017 who caught 50 or more passes finished in the top 12. Looking forward to 2018, I think a little bit smaller of a sample size. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 total running backs had 50 or more catches, and out of those 13, 53.85% of them were top 12. So not as high as 2017, but still uh, over half of the running backs that had 50 or more catches were a top 12 running back for fantasy. 2019, uh, smaller of a sample size again, 
Uh, count it out again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys total. Six out of ten of those guys finishes a top 12 running back. Again, we're looking at guys that caught 50 or more passes. Uh, 2020 was the smallest of the sample sizes here. Only 40% uh, of these guys in 2020 who caught 50 or more passes finishes a top 12 running back, but there was only five total, two out of five. So smaller sample size there. Uh, we saw a big dip um, in, in the amount of guys that there were. We looked back at 2017. We had 13 guys and only five in 2020. This past season in 2021, back up to 71.43% of Running backs who caught 50 or more passes finished as a top 12 running back. So total, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven running backs that caught 50 or more passes. Out of those seven, three, four, five of them finished in the top 12. So again, the 2020 season was the smallest amount of guys that had the 50 catches. So that's kind of the asterisk uh, year here. But most of the time, we're looking somewhere between uh, 54% up to 76% of running backs that catch 50 or more passes finish within the top 12 for fantasy. So looking forward, it's important to try to identify who can these guys be in fantasy, and these can be guys that we target uh, in the coming year. So what I did uh, recently is I outlined every running back within X amount of, of catches um, and what their weekly catches look like. And I try to tally up uh, this is a smaller chart here, but I try to tally up, you know, how many times uh, were guys getting seven or 10 targets? Obviously, the higher the targets, the better the chance for higher catches. And we're focusing on, you know, the pass catching guys. So we can look at both uh, targets and receptions here. And I went, you know, in the far column all the way to the right. Uh, if you were listening to this in your car, it's on YouTube, so you can check it out there. But seven plus, 10 plus. And I, I broke it down. It's more for the uh, the bigger um, fantasy finish guys like Eckler, you know, Najee Swift, some of these guys. So, so looking at seven plus target week leaders. So guys that had seven or more targets, how many weeks did they have of that? Austin Eckler, six, Leonard Fournette, six, Najee Harris, four, DeAndre Swift, four. And then only two guys had 10 plus targets on two separate weeks. That was Eckler and Swift. And then I looked at the average target leaders as well. Fournette, Swift, both at six, Eckler 5.9, 5.9 for McCaffrey, Najee 5.5, 5.2. That's across the entire season. Uh, the data we looked at beforehand was broken down by the fantasy season. So 2017 through 2020 was weeks one through 16. 2021 was weeks one through 17. We do have that extra week added. So uh, another set of data I looked at uh, from this past year when it came to pass catching running backs was the uh, receptions per game and the targets per game. And then off to the right, I started making lists of guys that I feel are, are locks and other guys to think about uh, when it comes to this category. Because again, if we look back historically, guys that are catching 50 or more passes each season have a higher probability of finishing within the top 12. So starting off with some of the pass catching locks, uh, no specific order, um, but I'm going to highlight these guys here. So the first I said as a lock, uh, as long as he's healthy, he's Christian McCaffrey. We can see that uh, he had 5.28 receptions per game, 5.86 targets per game. So that's at a fairly high rate. When he's healthy, he gets a ton of receiving work. If we look back historically, 
2018, he had 106 receptions. 2019, 109 receptions. Uh, the injuries the last two seasons have changed that a bit. Another guy on the list here, uh, big truth for his, DeAndre Swift, but he averaged the most targets per game looking strictly at the fantasy season. So these numbers are weeks 1 through 17. I did not look at week 18 here, but he had the highest targets per game out of anybody on this list at 6.08. So we know that uh, him and Goff's connection is good. Him and Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, are all guys uh, the Lions are going to factor into their offense, but DeAndre Swift was getting very consistent targets each week. Austin Eckler, another guy highlight in yellow here, 5.47 targets per game. Him and Herbert's connection is there. He gets a lot of passing work, so we can count on him being a pass-catching lock coming into the next season. Najee Harris, I believe, is a, a lock. Um, as well. I know that Big Ben's not going to be there and this offense is going to change a little bit, but Mike Tomlin is still there. He's still the head coach. We know what Najee did this past season. He had the most targets uh, for the running back position. This is actually sorted by targets. He had 90 for the year, 5.63 targets per game. Tons of work there. And, uh, you know, Juju's not going to be back, I don't think. And, you know, this offense, again, might be changing with a new quarterback and, you know, hopefully addressing the O-line, but I think Najee Harris is another guy that's a lock for passing work. Alvin Kamara, I mean, there's like people tweeting out maybe he's not going to be um, on the Saints next season. Uh, I have to actually find him on this list, but we're looking through you know his time in the fantasy world. That's what we know Alvin Kamara as. He actually ran the ball really well this year um, and had some bigger rushing days, but we know him as a pass-catching running back 5.42 targets per game. And again, if we look throughout this entire list that I have in front of me, there's not a lot of guys above four targets per game. So when I'm talking about these guys, I named already McCaffrey, Swift, Eckler, Harris, Kamara. These are all guys that are getting somewhere between, you know, five, six targets per game. Um, so that's at a higher rate than the average running back. I also, maybe it's a little bit of a hot take, but I also think that Saquon Barkley's a lock as long as he's healthy to be a pass catching back. Um, back in his rookie season, 2018, uh, he had 87 receptions. And when he does, uh, when he is on the field, when he's healthy, he does get um, enough work for me to be considered this. Uh, targets per game, he was just over four. Again, not a ton of guys over four. But I think um, with this Giants team, Building and forming. Now they got a new uh, head coach and coaching staff there. We've seen Saquon Barkley be an awesome pass catcher in the back. He has that skill set. So I'm all for him being a lock in the future here. Um, get random comments from YouTube. Uh, but those are my pass catching locks. What do these guys all have in common? What they have in common to me is that they're not just pass catchers, right? Even Austin Eckler this year had a bunch of touchdowns on the ground this year. He got goal line rushing work. So all these guys are are dual threat running backs in the sense of they're not just, uh, I have later on this list, they're not just a J.D. McKissick who just, you know, catches passes out of the backfield. These guys actually get a bulk of the work. They're, they're workhorse guys. So if we are looking at these guys for next season or, you know, in redraft or in a startup dynasty, these guys are going to be a lot more expensive than some other guys on this list. I'd say McCaffrey, Swift, Eckler, Harris, and Kamara. Barkley, there's a lot of you know polarizing thoughts about him, 
but these guys are more expensive guys to either target in a trade for your dynasty league, you know, grab them in a startup draft or in redraft next year. But we again see 50 plus catches can equal a top 10, uh, top 10, 12 season for running backs. Some other guys, uh, on this list that are, you know, could be considered pass catchers. Uh, Dalvin cook is one who I listed, you know, he, he, again, is a, a guy that's going to be a workhorse running back, but the, the receptions are pretty up and down. He had several games of, you know, two catches, maybe three catches here and there. And then he would have, you know, these two, six catch weeks. So he can be a guy that gets passing work. Um, looking at the, the list itself here, um, where he actually finished. Uh, I think he was just below. just below that, that mark. So he had 33 receptions this past season, but he only played in 12 games. So again, could he get 50 catches? I think so in a full season. And I don't think anybody's cutting into his workload. Dave Montgomery, another guy, um, you know, since the Tariq Cohen injury, um, he's been a running back that's had a bump in his, his past catching upside. We've seen weeks, uh, I'm looking at weeks 13 through uh, 16 here, eight, six, five, seven catches. That's a great sign for David Montgomery. Um, again, another guy that's missed time this year, but he had 40 receptions in 13 games. So if we added two more games, could it have been five catches a game? That's a possibility. Uh, he's another guy that, um, could fight to be a top 12 running back because of the volume. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I put on this as well, because JD McKissick is going to be a free agent and Antonio Gibson, Maybe not everybody knows, but he was a receiver in in, in college. I mean, the guy uh, has that background to him, but similar to some other guys, uh, the the pass catching this past season, very up and down. You have a lot of games where he was, you know, weeks two through seven, he was catching two or one uh, passes for those weeks. And then we look forward, week 12, seven catches, week 13, five catches, week 15, six catches. So, I think he is a running back, Antonio Gibson, that can have that pass catching upside, can catch 50-plus passes, especially now that uh, it's looking like McKissick's probably not going to be back. Uh, Gibson in 15 games caught 41 receptions. So, again, you know, the second half of the season, he was getting a lot more work than he did at the beginning. I think if that part of his game is there, uh, he can he can have that upside to, to fight for a top 12 spot just because of the pass catching upside. Aaron Jones, a lot of people I've seen tweeting about him lately and A.J. Dillon. I have this weird thought process that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be back and either is Devontae Adams. I don't know if that's me being a Bears fan or what that is, but I have this you know idea that Green Bay might turn into uh, – maybe more of a run-focused team uh, with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, with Aaron Jones being the pass-catching back, and A.J. Dillon maybe getting more of the work on the ground. But Aaron Jones has that capability, has that skill set. Uh, I know it you know, was tied with Aaron Rodgers, and maybe that'll change things. But I think there's a world where we might be looking at a Packers team next season that uh, loses their number one pass-catcher, Maybe they add, you know, a guy or two from free agency or the draft. I, you know, I don't, I haven't looked too much into that, but Aaron Jones has been a guy who's had a lot of good pass catching weeks, you know, week two, six catches, week seven, five, week 80 at seven. Uh, 
16 and 17, had five catches in both of those weeks. So he's a guy that can handle that sort of work. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of on the fence about Aaron Jones right now because they see, you know, AJ Dillon creeping up <clears throat> and he, uh, is a younger guy who weighs probably a hundred more pounds than Aaron Jones. But if he keeps that pass catching upside, I think there's still a chance that he's going to be very, very fantasy relevant, especially if the, uh, Green Bay ends up working with two separate backs. So Aaron Jones, 52 receptions on the year. He was the running back nine for fantasy. And I know that having that 50 plus pass catching upside he had was a big boost for him being a top 10 running back for this season. Josh Jacobs and other guys. So Josh Jacobs finishes the RB 13, just, <clears throat> just outside of the top 12 running backs. But, you know, he was in that 50 catch range. So Jacobs, after Kenyon Drake was out of the mix, you know, we they were missing Waller for a handful of weeks as well. But uh, he saw, you know, some consistency in the passing game, I'd say, after the bye week. Uh, before the bye week, he had, you know, a five-catch week, but then he had two one-catch weeks. But <clears throat> following the bye week, we saw games of, of five, five, nine, five ca uh, pa pass-catching weeks. And he does have that skill set. I think he was profiled to be that sort of guy that can handle that. So pending Jacob still gets that work, that's going to be where his upside is because we know that he can have some up and down days and he's dealt with some injuries in the past as well. But uh, seeing that 50 plus uh, mark this past season, it's a good sign for Josh Jacobs. If it stays that way, uh, we'll see what they do, you know, with their, their options. They'll still have Waller. They'll have Renfro. Um, I think Zay Jones is probably going to be gone. We know Ruggs is probably not going to play football again. Next guy on the list, Michael Carter. So some of these guys are, you know, might be considered dart throws, but if we're talking about the Josh Jacobs and the Michael Carters of the world, they're not the same price as the McCaffrey's and the Ecklers, and they're maybe not the same ability, but they still might give you that top 12 upside again because of that 50 plus catch uh, potential from them. So Michael Carter, let's see what he did for the year. 36 catches on the year in 13 games, so he missed a few games as well. Um, to me, it was a bit sporadic at times. I think Ty Johnson, you know, came in and, and handled some passing work too, but we saw, you know, in college for North Carolina, he was a big pass catcher there. And then we saw in some weeks this year, week seven, eight receptions, week eight, nine receptions. It didn't stay consistent though, because two out of the three next weeks, he only had one catch. So, um, seeing him have these games we know he can he can do it it's just a matter of will the jets game plan around michael carter being a pass catching back and if so will it be consistent um i i think it's it'll be something worth taking a chance on uh he's got to stay healthy obviously but he had very very relevant weeks for a flex running back so to say he's like a lock to be a, a top 12 guy is, is a bit of a reach for next season. But again, if we can have these weeks where he's catching eight, nine passes, or maybe even just like five consistently, then he's a guy I'd want to target because again, PPR leagues, the pass catching upside, we've seen it in the past. These guys all finishing as top 12 running backs because of catching 50 plus passes. Travis Etienne, I threw him on that, that list as well. Um, in college with Trevor Lawrence, back in the NFL with, with Trevor Lawrence, um, 
his senior season at Clemson, he caught 48 passes for 588 receiving yards. He had two receiving touchdowns the, the year before his junior year. He had 37 catches. So um, he's a guy who's gotten some work in the passing game before. I remember in training camp for the Jags before he was injured, um, there was some talk about him lining up in certain areas and being used more in the passing game. So again, Travis Etienne, could he be a guy like a, you know, I, I don't want to reach too much, but could he be, you know, Camara or Eckler-esque where he's getting a bunch of passing work uh, from the quarterback he's had a, you know, a tight tie to is, uh, you know, in the past. I think the possibility is there. And I know James Robinson used to get a bunch of running and passing work in the Jag system and things have changed now, but he is likely not going to be ready for a while. And I, I, I don't know his timeline from that Achilles tear, but Travis Etienne's been getting a lot of buzz, and I think if he's healthy, good to go, if he does have that pass-catching upside, then he's a guy that might, you know, some people might want to target a little bit more now. Leonard Fournette, you know, he he might have been in this pass-catching lock category if the Buccaneers still had Tom Brady and he was for sure coming back because if we look at him to the left here, he was the number two targeted running back with only 14 games played. So he had six less targets than Najee Harris, but he played two less games. So, you know, Leonard Fournette's passing work was unbelievable. I mean, he was getting a ton of work from Brady um, on a consistent basis. When guys were out, we can count on uh, Leonard Fournette to get some work. In 2021, he finished uh, RB5 for the position. That's what I have in the other sheet there, too. Uh, 69 receptions. Um, that's a high mark. Second most receptions in the league. I, I'd say that if he was healthy for the four, you know, the full season, and again, you know, could have, would have, should have, but he could have been the number one receiving uh, running back for the year. And we've seen in the past, you go to 2019, he was the RB6. He had 76 receptions. So this is a guy who's done it before. You know, this is a guy who, when given the, the passing work, has been very, very relevant for fantasy. And that might have been uh, an early indicator for, you know, us people that break these things down. Like, hey, if he gets the work, he's done it before, you know, and that's what he was before. But the big question is with Leonard Fournette, you know, where is he going to be next season? Is he going to be, um, is he going to be on the Buccaneers? Is he going to be on the Dolphins? I mean, we can go down the list of the possibilities, but, you know, wherever he lands, will he get the passing work? Does he have the skill set? Does he have the ability to handle it? Absolutely. He's done it plenty of times in the past. So Leonard Fournette, if, if things were more clear, I'd say he'd be more on this side here. Chase Edmonds, um, he's he's a tough one for me because, you know, when Chase Edmonds is healthy, he's another guy that profiles as that. I wouldn't say he's the same sort of category, though. And people wanted him so bad before the season started to be Alvin Kamara, and I just I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good playmaker with the ball in his hands. And we've seen, you know, week 16, eight catches. Uh, weeks two and three, five and seven catches. Uh, last week of his, the season for him in week 17, he had five catches. He's a guy that can, you know, profile as a pass catcher. But again, where is he going to be next season? And wherever he is, I, I doubt he's the RB1 for that team. Maybe it's a committee approach and, and and maybe you know he's splitting time but to say he's going to get the same sort of volume as even guys on this list Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery and Antonio Gibson I, I would say probably not but 
being a pass catching running back, the upside is there. The upside to get 50 catches is, is might, might be a little bit more of a stretch, but um, he is a guy that is going to get work wherever he goes that I, you know, I, I'd assume in the passing game. J.K. Dobbins is interesting to me because pretty sure I counted up earlier. I was looking at Devonta Freeman. And Devonta Freeman for the Ravens, who don't, you know, many people would say that this is not a, you know, pass first team. They don't throw to the running back. We had all these things being said before, and I know Lamar Jackson was absent from a lot of these games, but Look at look at Devonta Freeman after the bye, and I have it on the screen. Uh, week 11, six catches. Week 13, weeks 13 and 14, five catches. And then he just had a, a sprinkle of sporadic catches throughout uh, the rest of these weeks. But I, I believe he had like 28 catches after the bye, something along those lines. But, you know, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Let's see if we can pull up Dobbins' uh College stats really quick. I think I think if the upside is there for him to have 50-plus catches, that mark that we keep mentioning again, I think that could be huge for him. So not tons and tons of passing work at Ohio State, 23 receptions at 26 and 22. But I think if Dobbins steps in, he's healthy. I think his timeline is, of course, earlier than Gus Edwards, who got hurt later. If he steps into this Ravens system, he's going to get – you know, similar to what Devonta Freeman was getting, where Devonta Freeman's carrying the ball week 11, for example, versus my Bears, 16 carries and six catches. If that's going to be how, you know, Dobbins operates, I think he's like a near lock, a near lock for a top 12 running back, uh, especially if this offense, you know, complements itself with um, their their pass, um, their passing game. So JK Dobbins, I'm not, I would never say he's a lock to get 50 catches or be a lock to be this huge pass catcher, but I think the opportunity is there. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Last on this list of other guys to, you know, think about when it comes to the pass catching upside, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Elliott had almost four targets per game, 3.875. I mean, he's, he's pretty close. He actually had 46 receptions, so only four short of that 50 reception mark that, you know, I've mentioned many times here. But I struggle with the thought of that being consistent, the passing game. He's a guy that can handle being a pass-catching running back, and he's been a guy, too, where we've seen week six, seven receptions, week 11 and 12, six receptions. He's had these bigger days, but then we see days where now Pollard comes in and he gets a handful of catches. And, you know, we got C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper in the in the passing game. We also have Dalton Schultz, who may or may not be back. But we got all these guys that are getting a piece of the pass-catching puzzle, and sometimes that makes me wonder, like, Will he hit 50? I mean, he didn't hit it this year. I know he was banged up, but is that going to be, you know, part of his future getting 50, 60 receptions again? Um, if we look to the past, I'm trying to see if he was on one of these lists. 2019, he was the RB5. He had 51 receptions, so he was just over that 50 mark, and then he did finish as a top five running back. Same with 2018. He was a top five running back, Zeke, but he had 77 receptions. My thought process is that the days of the 70-plus receptions is of the past, I think, uh, for Zeke. I think he's still going to be their lead running back next season. I think he's still going to get a ton of volume. But to bank on him getting that high of passing work, 
I'm not sure how realistic it is unless things are completely shifting around um, with the Cowboys. Then my last little category here for pass catchers, um, big question mark. You know, J.D. McKissick is going to be a free agent, you know, not long ago, 2020. He was the RB15. He had 75 receptions. Will McKissick have that sort of upside ever again? I would doubt it. Will he go to a team that will use him in the passing game? Probably because he's a good pass catching back, but I don't think he's going to have that upside to be a top 15 guy ever again. Miles Gaskin, I don't know what the plan is for him in the future. You know, he kind of died out at the end of uh, of the season, but he was a guy that was was barely barely getting work towards the end of the year. And, you know, there was times where, you know, week five he had 10 catches and week uh, nine he had six catches. And sometimes the passing game looked good, but then he wasn't really running the ball enough. And he's a huge question mark to me, but another guy that we know in the past has – has been a big pass catching running back. Um, I thought in 2020 he might have had 50 plus, but I guess not. Uh, Patterson from the Falcons. We know that you know his passing work. He had 51 receptions. He had 4.53 targets per game, 3.4 receptions per game. So there was times he was getting a ton of passing work. He's another guy that you know the end of the season he was kind of fading out. I don't know what the future holds for him. But you know the the great the great days of Patterson um, were at the beginning of the year. Are we going to see that again? I I wouldn't bank on that. That's a guy I'd probably be trying to get rid of for uh, a pick to somebody that's going to take that shot. Um, you you look weeks two through five, two six five seven catches. But at the end of the season, uh, after the New England absence, he never had above three. He only had three ones. So. Uh, again, pass catching running back for a good chunk of the year that died out. And then Kenny Gainwell, you know, he, we know him as that, we know him as a, a pass catching running back, but with Miles Sanders there, it complicates things. We saw weeks where he was catching five passes, you know, week 13, six in week four versus Kansas city, but not in the consistent mark. He was going through, you know, weeks one through seven of getting something in the passing game. And then, you know, towards the end of the season, he had some, some games where he was getting passing work and then other games he was getting like nothing. Uh, again, he profiles that way. Things are changing with the Eagles, but again, you got Miles Sanders and him in the backfield. Um, another guy, I think I skipped over earlier, Kareem Hunt, you know, he didn't, he missed a bunch of time this year, but we know Kareem Hunt, uh, is another guy who can be a pass catching back with some upside, but again, it's it's a situation where he's going to be splitting uh, touches in the backfield with the Browns, and you know I think he was almost unimpressive with his pass catching marks at some points uh, this this past this past season. But uh, that's the gist of it, man. So power of the pass catching running back. So just like a quick summary of like why I did this, um, I looked. A lot of percentage of running backs through the last handful of years who have caught 50 or more passes uh, were a top 12 running back for fantasy as long as they're getting volume. So I think it's important to look back and say, hey, if a, if a running back can get 50 catches and get enough volume, they have a better shot at being a top 12 running back than some other guys in the pass catching uh, opportunity in PPR leagues is big. And that's how we can look in the future and say, hey, you know, 2022, I, these guys are locks. The McCaffrey, Swift, Eckler, Harris, Kamara, these guys are locks. And then we can look and say, hey, 
you know, if, if it's consistent for Gibson and Jacobs, they have a good shot at being, you know, a higher upside running back or, you know, here, throw a dart throw on a Michael Carter or a Travis Etienne, because if they get this work, we know from looking at past stats, what they can be for fantasy. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you did quick podcast, not even uh 40 minutes here, 33 minutes almost, but uh, I want to do more solo stuff because when I have other people on my show, I like to just kind of navigate things and be more of the host. So wanted to go through and just uh, vent. So hopefully I didn't annoy you with my voice too, too much, but again, thank you for tuning in. If you did, I'm going to be at it all off season. So uh, looking forward to grinding out the content on a consistent basis. Have a good night guys.